We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That you're 23rd and you're 21 and stuff like that. That's bad number. Ananobi with the exclamation point. Yeah. Silk Sutton. Hey, John, what with heart starting? Do you see a Jacob top inciting at the bench three spot? I don't. I don't. Um, I, I think like, again, you got a guy on your bench making $18 million. If you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to go with a player like, look, Fournier could do the job. Is it the ideal circumstance? No. But think about the fact that right now with OG, and that's why OG is the gift that keeps on giving because with your centers that you have, with OG, with Hart, with Grimes, with Deuce, with DiVincenzo, that means you have five plus defenders. If ever there was a group that could survive with Fournier on the floor, it's the sort of group that you could put out there with him. What I'm more worried about with Fournier, and again, let's just do the exercise, McBride, Fournier, Grimes, OG Ananobi. Or sorry, that's not OG Ananobi. That's that's hard. That's going to be hard. I, I'm a little, I'm just, I'm, is the is what you're getting like? Where's the offense? I I don't want to say it like that. Where's the offense coming from? Because you got three plus shooters out there. You got Fournier, Grimes, McBride. Who's starting the dominoes? Who's starting the dominoes with that group? We've seen OG more and more now start the dominoes recently, but now he's not going to be out there in all likelihood, unless unless Tibbs just. He could get creative. He could say, you know what? OG, you're going to stay on your minutes rotation. And Josh Hart, now you're going to play the entire fourth qu- first quarter, first quarter with Brunson. And then, you know, whether it's Steven Chenzo or Grimes. And then um, I guess uh, now that I'm t- seeing this is what you do, but you talk it out. So maybe. Grimes. Yeah. Gr- so Grimes probably comes in for. Grimes. So either way, now that I'm talking about talking this out, I feel like Grimes is going to come in for uh, whether he goes with Hart to the bench first or OG to the bench first. Grimes is probably coming in as the first sub, and then maybe maybe Fournier comes. I don't know. He has a lot. Of, it's a lot of things to consider here. It's a lot of things to consider here, but we'll see. Thanks, Silk.
Jeremy Rosen, um, I don't see a comment here. Uh, APJP, if, if Jeremy has a comment, make sure we get it up there. But thank you for the contribution, Jeremy. Oh, here we go. It's all going to depend on the MRI. Yep. That's what we seem to be arriving at now. We will find out if he has a t- if he tore a ligament or a leg room, which you can't see from an x-ray. Sen- source currently recovering from a labrum repair, and my recovery is six months. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oof. Everybody say your prayers tonight to whatever God you believe in. Thank you, Jeremy. (laughs) Dom Cappuccini with another one. Thank you again, Dom. Your generosity knows no bounds. On the bright side, the way our team is playing together, what superstar wouldn't want to join us soon? Take a moment to digest that one. Beasting Miami, Atlanta, Brooklyn never gets old. I love kicking the shit out of those teams. Um, Yeah, no, I, 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 you know, Dom, I've been on that train for a while. I think like JB, JB is a guy that, that people are going to want to come play with. It's just a matter of who. And it's just a really weird situation in the league right now where you have a bunch of superstars out there that are like kind of happy in there where they are or happy ish. Now, when will that change? That will change in the springtime. And in the summertime, when people who wanted to make it a certain amount of certain distance into the playoffs do not. And all of a sudden, those those smiles can turn into frowns real fast. So to your point, yes, I agree. Thank you, Dom. James Choi, Detroit's Bogdanovich. Yep, that's the that's the guy. I the more I, I I'm gonna sleep on this. I'm gonna sleep on this. I think when you factor in everything, he might be. I think he might be the number one. Again, not that, that I'm not saying he's the best player they could acquire. I'm saying, given all the factors of play, he might be the guy that I would look to see what the cost is. Thank you, James. Salary works perfectly with Fournier. Perfectly. Lucas, GMAC, I just sent you a screenshot on Instagram of a parlay I placed at the beginning of the NBA season. I took 10 teams total season wins over under $100 to return 50K. Would love to hear your thoughts. So again, GMAC is not on with us today. It's 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 APJP. I promise you because um, AP or uh, GMAC is an upstanding human being, uh, he will get back to you on that uh, probably live on these airwaves at some point. Lucas, if it wins, definitely flying from Australia to catch the playoffs, praying it's only a few weeks for Julius Randle. Listen, man, if you get 50 grand, you better be flying somewhere to celebrate something. Thanks, Lucas. Danny Gardner with another one. As great as Embiid is and as frustrating as Randall is, being tough and available matters. Embiid is a... Oh, my goodness. Embiid is a... Rhymes with Hoosier. Actually, it doesn't really rhyme with Hoosier. (laughs) Rhymes with Boozer. Uh, And shouldn't win the MVP, in my opinion. Not a comp. I got to... I got to tell you, 
I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, Nick's film school. Nor, neither Nick's film school nor John of the Macri uh, co-signs or endorses any of the words from Danny Gardner on the super chat. But like, Embiid not playing today in Denver. I wonder if this race gets a little bit closer because I don't think it's close now. I think it's Embiid's, Embiid's award to lose. If this race gets a little bit closer down the stretch, and if Embiid winds up missing like the full maximum seventeen games, and Jokic plays the rest of the season and misses like two games. I wonder if there aren't going to be some voters who look at this and be like, huh. Thanks, Danny. Chris Carter. What's going on, Chris? How are you, man? One all-in move for one player to compete for the title for the next three to five years. Who do you want? Bridges and Bede, Booker or Doncic? My... It's Doncic or Booker uh, for me easily. Um, I'm I'm just making sure that it's not as obvious as I think it. It's it's Doncic. Doncic is is the answer. Uh, I think Doncic. I've I mean I've I've said some very silly things about Luka Doncic over the years. Uh, mostly I've relegated them to uh, the our Patreon podcast. Shout out to Nick's Film School Patreon, in which I actually did a whole. Uh, half hour segment uh, solo earlier today uh, centered on Luka Doncic's 73 point game last night, but also kind of focusing on uh, the larger scoring outbursts that we've been seeing in the league this year. And over the last several years, uh, Luka is, I mean, you, he's the, he has a chance to be one of the five greatest offensive weapons in the history of the sport. If he isn't that already. Uh, so, I think we've seen the pairing with Jalen Brunson work okay, uh, so I, I vote for I'd vote for Luca, but Booker Booker made me think for a second, and like obviously I I love any of those guys. Thanks, Chris. Jacob Slava, what's going on, Jacob? Wonder if we check in on Harrison Barnes, unless the Kings are getting into seller mode, which let's do a what the hell? Let's do a quick check on the. On the old Western Conference standings, um, <clears throat> the Kings are in fifth. The Kings are in fifth, but they're in a three-way tie for fifth with the Suns and Pelicans. They're a game ahead of the Mavs, and then there's some separation between them and nine and ten. Um, I would be utterly shocked if the Kings traded Harrison Barnes unless they were getting a player that they thought what like kept them at or about the level that they are right now with Barnes. Um, that's not Fournier. Uh, and again, it's like in, unless, unless Julius Randall is going to be lost for the season, if he's lost for the season and, and, and I also, I'm, 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 I'm Burying the lead here, which is that just like I, I said a whole thing before about how OG Ananobi is not going to be able to replace nearly what Julius Randle gives you, like Harrison Barnes isn't either, um, to be very clear. Barnes on a contract uh, extension he just signed, pays him 17 this year, 18 next year, 19 the year after that. It's a good contract. It's, I mean, it's fine. Um, I, I don't, I don't see him being a player that they would want to hang on to after this year. Uh, so I guess that's going to be a no for me. Thanks, Justin. 
Jason M. OG wants $40 million per season. He can earn it with Julius Randle out. As usual, uh, Jason gets right to the point, and he's usually correct. Time to earn you a little money. Earn, earn a little money here, OG. It's fair. It's fair. And thank you, Jason. <clears throat> Darius Thomas. What's going on, Darius? Uh, Fournier, Malachi Flynn can't be aggregated, but let's go with it. Um, Ryan Archidiakono, Sims, and a pick for DeRozan. You don't you don't need to send out that much salary. Uh, he would be the starting shooting guard with Randall in the lineup, but can play small forward. He adds playoff experience and depth. I just I don't because like so let's say Randall comes back in two months. Like DeRozan's gonna want to start. I still like as much as I talked it up before. I don't I don't think that DeMar DeRozan's ever gonna be okay with coming off the bench. The guy's an all-star caliber player even now. And I hate the starting lineup. Not that I hate it, like they would figure it out, but like replace DiVincenzo with DiVincenzo and replace DiVincenzo with DeRozan. That would get that would get confusing in the starting five. And I don't I I just think they, the Knicks become a lot easier to guard. Um because DiVincenzo just gives them so much. Like you saw it today. His spacing is it, it it tilts the floor. You know? It tilts the floor. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I talk my listen, I talk myself into a lot of things. Um We'll see. Thanks, Darius. L. Coriano, 11. John Collins for Fournier. Um, a couple of protected firsts, Milwaukee and Dallas, and salary fillers. So the Collins thing is interesting. The Utah situation is interesting. First of all, that's not crazy. Let me just say this right now. That's not crazy. We, we heard reports earlier this year that were then, I don't know about disputed, but like, Sorry to reference it again because I always reference it, but on the low post a few weeks ago, Zach actually referenced this, the reports from earlier in the year, which basically alluded to the fact that like the Jazz were already out on John Collins. And Zach was kind of like, yeah, I'm not sure where that came from. And I'm not sure about, I, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but it was something along the lines of like that. I don't, I don't know about that. And like, he's been, he's been good for them. Like the Jazz have been good. And Collins has been good and he's done what they've asked him to do. Um, so it's not, it's not abject insanity to think that you should with your offense first, like power forward out, you would go and get another offense first power forward, albeit one that has a, a bit of a different game. The The hesitation there is with the contract moving forward. So Collins is due 26.6, 26.58 million next year. And then he has a player option for 26.58 million in 2025-26. Continuous suit question. Um, could you flip Collins again this summer? Yeah, you could flip him again this summer. I mean, the, the Hawks flipped him. They found someone to take him for nothing. They didn't get anything back. They got a second round pick back. That's it. But they found someone to take him. Could you find someone to take Collins? Sure. But like, that's not necessarily the position that the Knicks want to be operating from, is it? Um, 
I don't know that they want to put themselves in a situation where it's like, man, we got to find a taker for this Collins contract. Obviously, if you if you get the star trade served up to you on a silver platter, then all of a sudden the Collins contract becomes a nice little nice little thing to have. Because I think if you're a team that's trading your superstar player, you might want John Collins for two more years at fifty million dollars. You know, he's an innings eater. Um, you're not gonna value him if you're that team, but like you're whatever, it's fine. I don't know. It's um. It would be a big jump to, again, so many of the names that are coming up right now, it's like there's one conversation if Julius is out for the season, including the postseason. It's a different conversation if it's like four to six weeks. I'm guessing the report tomorrow. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I shouldn't say guessing. I'm I'm hoping the report tomorrow is four to six weeks. Four to six weeks is different than out for the season. Out for the season is one thing. You, You put a lot of more names on the table. Four to six weeks, I think it's different. Or eight weeks even. Thanks, El Coriano 11. Dom the dentist. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what the fuck Bam did. Stick his A22, his ass, out during every screen and never get called for shit. Yes, that is what Bam did. Amen to that. He's very good at that. He's sick. Nobody, nobody leads the league and sticking their ass out more than Bam out of bio. Thanks, Dom. Matthew Stein. How about Bogdanovich from Atlanta. Okay. Um, I I think he'll cost more than the other bogey because he's younger. And he, yeah, because he's younger, mostly. And the contract is really good. Uh, the the bogey contract in, in, in Detroit, he has a, another year team option. The bogey in Atlanta is signed for more years at like a, a nice number. Um, I'd be, I mean, I, I love bogey. I love both bogeys. They're both good, really good players. I you trust. Here's the thing: you trust the Bogdanovich from Atlanta, from Detroit more. I think you trust him more defensively, just because he's a bigger body. Atlanta's Bogdanovich is like he's it's it's a. I don't know how much Tibbs is going to trust him on defense. Thanks, Matthew. I don't see them going in that direction, but I wouldn't be shocked. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about our new sponsor, Prize Picks. Not only are they the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, but they're also the easiest and most exciting way to play. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, it's just you against the numbers, picking more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection. With the NBA season more than midway through and the NFL season with just three games left, now is as good a time as any to pick combo projections across sports from the specials league for example on any given night take jalen brunson over in points julius randall over in rebounds or og ananobi over in steals then combine it with two nfl props like patrick mahomes over in passing yards lamar jackson over in rushing yards or christian mccaffrey over in touchdowns prize picks is a really simple way to play prize picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like on taco tuesday each tuesday prize picks discounts select player projections up to 25 percent to provide Provide even more value. Prize Picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account all basketball season. You know what to do. Go to prizepicks.com slash KFS and use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash KFS and use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks. It's daily fantasy sports made easy. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Build agony with Jules going down and everyone minutes increasing. Are you concerned with Tibbs possibly running his players into the ground going into the playoffs? Yes. Brunson mostly. It's it's a Brun- it's a Brunson usage question. That is the only question. I'm not really concerned about everybody else's minutes. I'm just how much can one human being shoulder? I I think we're about to find out. Thank you, Phil. Brian Valderrama, hoping for a Heat Celtics first round. Wear down the Celtics. Sure, I'd sign for that. Unless the Heat are just kind of done. Like, I remember the Heat's uh, first round series with the Bucks from... Was it three years ago? Yeah, it was the first round series from the Bucks. Not last year, not the year before that, but the year before that. When... Yeah, it was the year after the bubble. When... um. They were very close game one in round one. Pretty sure the Heat lost it. Weird game down the stretch. And then they end up going out with a whimper in the first round. I could see this Heat team, like, depending on what sort of state they're in heading into the playoffs, I could see it going in multiple directions. Thanks, Brian. Naval Nat. Naval Gillies, Naval Gillies. I'm sorry if I got that wrong. If it's a clean MRI, this is about a month with the all-star break. That is about three weeks. Positive thinking guys. That's where we're at. Let's root for the clean MRI, clean MRI out for a month. Sign me up. Not a clean MRI. We pray. Thanks. Naval. Dom, the dentist with another one trade. Obi back in. Trade Obi back into his exception. Obi had a great game last night. A legitimately great game. I watched, I was flipping back and forth between that and the and the Hawks uh Mavs game. Obi was awesome. Truly. Really good. Um I man. <laughs> How would that phone call go between Leon Rose and uh who the hell is running the Pacers? Kevin Pritchard? I think, yeah. Thank you, Dom. That 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 was I needed that. Hayden Freed, uh, five and three before the All Star game. Get Randall back for the Seventy Sixers. All right, we'll do a little schedule check right here. Uh, So uh, your your New York next schedule going into the break is we are traveling to the great city of Charlotte. 
Monday. Then tough back to back coming back to New York next night. You got to face the jazz. And like for as great as Randall would is on offense against the jazz. Like I'm looking at the jazz matchup and I got to tell you, I'm being like, man, they probably, they get a little bit. It, it becomes a little bit easier to guard the jazz probably without Julius. Um, moving forward from there, Indiana, Los Angeles Lakers, Memphis, Dallas, Indiana. Those are all at home. So again, to Charlotte and then Jazz Pacers, Lakers, Grizzlies, Mavs, Pacers. That's a six-game homestand. So we're up to seven games. And then um, at they miscount. Yeah, seven games at Houston and then at Orlando. So you you, you miscounted. We got uh, nine games before the All-Star break. And those last two at Houston, at Orlando will not be picnics. Uh, assuming that we will not have Randall for any of these games, I would sign right now for... I would probably... I would sign for five and four. I would sign for five and four. I don't, I don't think it's out of the question to do better than that. Um... I frankly don't think it's out of the question to do worse than that. Um, of the two, I would say it would be more likely to do better, but I would I would sign for five and four. Thanks, Hayden. Don Blaz, what's going on, Don? People are questioning why Tibbs had Julius in the game still, including ESPN. The Tibbs hate is getting old. I'm all in on Tibbs. I mean, listen, this is where you it just gets to the point of absurdity. Um, it was under, it was just under five minutes left in the game. Like there is not a, I'm just, there is not a coach. There was not, there was not a coach in the league. Happened at 427. Brunson had just made a, a layup and then, um, and then, uh, what do you call it? It's uh, and then there was the, uh, yeah, and then uh, Butler missed the shot, and then we was going down the other way, and and Randall was trying to finish. So there's not a coach in the league that like is pulling his starters there in that spot. Because think about it, the previous Miami basket, the previous Miami basket, and there was a previous Miami basket. My, Bam Adebayo made an, a two point shot to make it 113.98. That's a 15-point game with 519 remaining. If you think that an NBA team, I don't give a fuck who it is, can't come back from a 15-point 15 15 deficit with 5 minutes and 19 minutes remaining, you are nuts. So, next possession, Brunson scores. He makes a layup. So, at that point, with essentially 4 minutes and 45 seconds remaining, I'm telling you this right now. There's not a coach in the league that, because this is what you'd have to do. You'd have to intentionally foul the Heat. So you're going to intentionally foul the Heat. I don't even know how many foul, how what the foul situation was at that point in time. But like, you're going to make it more likely that they get into the bonus. You're going to intentionally foul the Heat to pull your starters with four minutes and 45 seconds left in a 17 point game. This is a man who, and again, he's an insane person. But like, he's also not that insane. Where he's like, I've seen a 13-point lead disappear in whatever it is, 40 seconds. 17-point lead, just under five minutes remaining, is not, that's not game over. It's just not. So Brunson scores, and then at that point, the Heat 
the Heat, um, or sorry, Brunson scores, he come down, and then it was literally the next play. So the only possible opportunity would have been to to foul intentionally before that, like after that Brunson basket, I guess. It's just not a coach alive who would do that. That's insanity. Insanity. Thank you, Don. Don with another one. So if not DeJounte Murray, then give Ainge two firsts for Clarkson. I don't want to give. I don't know if I want to give two firsts for Clarkson. Is adding Brogdon enough to keep them afloat? Listen, you're going to hear all these names. It all comes down to the cost. It all comes down to intel that, frankly, we don't have. You know, you do your legwork. Um, Fred Katz just had a great spot on the Knicks Film School pod talking about pro personnel scouts. Pro personnel scouts, for anybody who missed the pod, are people who do digging behind the scenes on, like, is this guy going to be a good fit for our culture? Like, what sort of dude is he? Like, why has he been performing this way or that way? Like, that's what it's going to come down to. They really need to do their legwork because what they have here, with or without Julius, is a special culture. They have a special thing going. They cannot bring in the wrong sort of player, the wrong sort of personality to, just because they think that like, the talent is there. Leon Rose is not going to do that. Leon Rose should not do that. And it's also going to depend on the cost. Uh, uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But if there was any, they're going to make a move. They're going to make a move. You could, you could bet on it. Thank you, Don. And Dom with another one. Dom, you, you, you've truly outdone yourself today. And I, I don't say that lightly. I apologize, John. This front office talks a big talk on expectations for the season. We all know they have an eye on the long term, but I wonder if they care a lot about home court. Then why not add a big score? This week will tell us a lot. They're not, Dom, I'm telling you, they're not going to panic. They are not going to panic. I here's what here's what I'll I'll say, and this I think might I don't know if we have any more super chats, but so this might I might we might end with this. I I think I was on with Fred earlier in the year, and I was we were talking about expectations, and it was when the Knicks were scuffling a little bit, and there had been a report or reports or whatever that like. The expectations internally were that the Knicks made it at least as far in the playoffs as last year, and if not, and they thought that they could make a conference finals. And I, 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 I asked Fred about it because I'm like, man, that seems like a very dangerous place to be. And again, this was earlier in the season when the Knicks were struggling, and I think it was right after Mitch had gone down. I think that's what it was. So we were really fearful about what was going to be in store. And I'm like, that's a dangerous place to be because you're setting yourself up for with unrealistic expectations and like you're going to make, you know, bad decisions and like compromises you shouldn't make and the whole thing. And then Fred clarified something to me. It's like. These are competitive people. Of course, they have high expectations. But the difference is, and this is me talking now. The difference is that, yeah, they expect a lot. They expected a lot when they were struggling earlier in the year. They're sure as hell going to expect a lot now. But they are not going to sacrifice years and years of patience and planning to make a move that is not the right move for what? A 20% better chance at home court advantage in the first round? You think that's really what they've been working towards for all these years? No. No, if there's a the, the the standard 
maybe the breadth of players that they look at, depending on the length of the injuries, maybe the breadth of players they look at will widen. But they will approach any trade today the same way they approached any trade yesterday from a fundamental core standpoint, which is, does this make sense for our team today, tomorrow, and moving forward? They will not compromise on that, nor should they. And I thank the good Lord that we don't have some of the fucking nincompoops we've had running this organization in the past, running this organization now. Because if they did compromise and shit the bed and like, oh my God, we're really good right now. Our great player just went down. We got to do something quick. Otherwise, we could fall back in the standings. That is not how they need to be going about this thing. You don't need to. You need to make a move. Yes, you need to make a move. You do not need to make the wrong move and you do not need to rush into a move. So I'm putting my faith in Leon here. Even if it seems like he, you know, I mean, whatever. We'll see. We'll see what he does. I I have faith, though. And Brooklyn Buddha, optimism, Randall misses time, and Brunson makes an MVP run. Well, there we go. Ending on a high note. I like it. Um, can Brunson, can, th- th- does this embolden or uh, increase Brunson's chances of making it into onto MVP ballots? Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Not even a question. So, yeah, that's a bonus. Silver lining, right? <clears throat> um, okay. Oh, my. What the hell? We apparently we're not done. Geo with uh, our our most generous super chat of the night. Geo, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Great win. Rest up, Julius. His decisions improved in the second half. He's been more adaptable this year, but didn't stick in the hand. Didn't stick in his hands as he was looking to make the perfect pass for an assist when doubled. Trusted teammates to find the soft spot in the defense. Kudos. Thanks for the great content, KFS. Geo, I, I never, I, I, as I've said before, I never know what to say when we get super chats like this. I don't know what to say now other than thank you. I completely agree with your assessment of Randall. It's why it, today, regardless of what they do with the trade, or not do regardless of what the team does or doesn't do is a heartbreaking day is a heartbreaking day for a guy who I believe is going to be an all-star. I think had a real chance at all NBA has, has established himself as one of the best, best Knicks in franchise history. And think about that. Think about, hold on. Think about that for a second. He is a leading man scorer in terms of how many points he puts up and how much he means to the offense. How many of those guys have we had on good teams over the course of the entire history of the franchise? Not many. He's one of them. He's in the midst of his best season. And he just got knocked out before the 50 game mark. That's, I mean, people still shed tears or, or, or wistfully think about what could have been with Bernard King. Now, look, I'm not saying Julius is Bernard King, but like when, and especially since of the severity of that injury, it took him out two more years. But like Bernard King went and he followed up a season in which he finished second in MVP and he followed it up with an even better year, albeit for a, crap, for a crappy Knicks team. And he was knocked out two thirds of the way through the year. And, 
you know, it changed the course of Knicks history. Um, you, this is not that, but like, we still think about that 40 years later or whatever it is, 35 years later. Um, you know, it's Reed. People still talk about Reed. Like Reed was got so banged up and like Reed missed a lot of games over a lot of portion of his career. Like this guy has been a horse. He's been an iron man. He's done everything. And then some for the organization that they've asked him to do and, and more. So really do hope he's okay. Um, I just hope he's okay. Just hope he's okay. Thank you, Gio. Appreciate that. Thank you. And Dom the Dentist, can we have a Dom section at the watch party? You get your own corner, Dom. You get your own corner. Nobody puts baby in the corner. We do put Dom in the corner. Okay. That's it. Um, thanks, everybody. This was a whirlwind. Uh, I hope I guided us through it okay. Um, I apologize if I was a little bit all over the place. <clears throat> But um, a lot, a lot to process, a lot to process. So I, I, I hope that uh, we get good news tomorrow. Follow Nick's Film School for obvious, you know, news and alerts and, and all that. And uh, yeah, thank you everybody for the incredible generosity. Please uh, like the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already done so. And uh, if you're listening on the podcast, uh, you know, five star rating and uh, the review and the whole thing. Uh, thank you, APJP. Phenomenal job. Thank you, uh, GMAC, for uh, behind the behind the behind the scenes. And uh, thanks to all of you. And uh, we'll we'll talk to you soon. Peace out.